With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And railway trains again. Is it? Well, I don't think so, and I do not feel glad over it. Similarly, we will take an African case of ingratitude. A wide friend of mine put himself to an awful lot of trouble to save the life of one of his sub-traders who had had an accident and succeeded. It had been the custom of the man's wife to bring the trader little presents of fowls, etc. From time to time, and some time after the accident, he met the lady and told her he had noticed a falling off in her offerings, and he thought her very ungrateful after what he had done for her husband. She grunted, and the next morning she brought in as a present the most forlorn, skinny, one-and-a-half-feathered chicken you have ever laid eye on, and in answer to the trader's comments she said, Massa, for sure dem der chicken no be tickly good chicken, but for sure dem der man no be tickly good man. They go. They match each other. I have referred at great length to the crewmen because of their importance, and also because they are the natives the white men have more to do with as servants than any other. But methods of getting on with them are not necessarily applicable to dealing with other forms of African laborers such as plantation hands in the Congo Frances, Angola, and Cameroon. In Cameroon the Germans are now using largely the Batanga natives on the plantations, the Dwalas, the great trading tribe in Cameroon River, being too lazy to do any heavy work, and they have also tried to import laborers from Togoland. But this attempt was not a success, ending in the revolt of 1894, which lost several white lives. The public work is carried on, as it is in our own colonies, by the criminals in the chain gang. The Germans have had many accusations hurled against them by people of their own nationality, but on the whole these atrocities have been much exaggerated and only half understood, and certainly have not amounted to anything like the things that have gone on in the philanthropic Congo Free State. The food given out by the German government is the best government rations given on the whole west coast. When they have allowed me to have some of their native employees, as when I was up Cameroon Mountain, for example, I bought rations from the government stores for them, and was much struck by the soundness and good quality of both rice and beef, and the rations they gave out to those Dahomeans, or Togolanders, who revolted with so much more than they could or cared to eat, that they used to sell much of it to the Duwalas in Belltown. This is not open to the criticism that the stuff was too bad for the Togolanders to eat, as was once said to me by a philanthropic German who had never been to the coast, because the Duwalas are a rich tribe, perfectly free traders in the matter. 
able to go to the river factories and buy provisions there had they wished to, and so would not have bought the government rations unless they were worth having. The great point that has brought the Germans into disrepute with the natives employed by them is their military spirit, which gives rise to a desire to regulate everything, and that other attribute of the military spirit, nagging. You should never nag an African. It only makes him bothered and then sulky, and when he's sulky he lie down and die to spite you. But in spite of the Germans being overgiven to this unpleasant habit of military regularity and so on, the natives from the Kru coast and from Bassa and the French Ivory coast return to them time after time for spells of work, so there must be grave exaggeration regarding their bad treatment, for these natives are perfectly free in the matter. The French use Loango boys for factory hands, and these people are very bright and intelligent, but as Mpongwe, who knew them well, said, they are much too likely to be devils to be good too much, and are undoubtedly given to poisoning, which is an unpleasant habit in a house-servant. Their military force are composed of Senegalese laptot, very fine fierce fellows, superiors, I believe, as fighting men to our Hausas, and very devoted to and well treated by their French officers. That the Frenchman does not know how to push trade in his possessions, the trade returns, with the balance all on the wrong side, clearly show, still he does know how to get possession of Africa better than we do, and this means he knows how to deal with the natives. The building up of Congo Frances, for example, has not cost one-third of the human lives, black or white, than an equivalent quantity of Congo Belge has, nor one-third of the expense of Uganda or Sierra Leone. It is customary in England to dwell on the commercial failure, and deduce from it the erroneous conclusion that France will soon leave it off when she finds it does not pay. This is an error, because commercial success, the making, the thing pay, is not the French ideal in the affair. It is our own, and I am the last person to say our ideal is wrong, but it is not the French ideal, and I am the last person to say France is wrong either. There may exist half a hundred or more right reasons for doing anything, and the reasons France has for her energetic policy in Africa are sound ones for they are the employment of her martial spirits where their activity will not endanger the state the stowing of these spirits in paris having been found to be about as advisable as stowing over proof spirits and gunpowder in a living-room with plenty of lighted lucifers blazing round and her other reason is the top opportunity african enterprise affords for sound military training you will often hear in England regarding French annexation in Africa. Oh, let her have the deadly hole, and much good may it do her. France knows very well what good it will do her, and she will certainly take all she is allowed to get quietly, as a sop for her quietness regarding Egypt, and she will cheerfully fight you for the rest, small blame to her. She knows Africa is a superb training ground for her officers. Sham fights and autumn manoeuvres have a certain value in the formation of a fighting army, but the whole of these parlour games put together in a ten-year lump are not to be compared to one month's work at real war, to fit an army for its real work, and France knows well the real work will come again some day, not far off for her army. 
How soon it comes she little cares, for she has no ideal of peace before her, never has had, never will have, and the next time she tries conclusions with one of us Teutonic nations, she will be armed with men who have learned their trade well on the burning sands of Senegal, and they will take a lot of beating. We do not require Africa as a training ground for our army. India is as magnificent a military academy as any nation requires. But we do require all the Africa we can get, west, east, and south, for a market, and it is here we clash with France. For France not only does not develop the trade of her colonies for her own profit, but stamps trade at large out by her preferential tariffs, etc., so that we cannot go into her colonies and trade freely as she and Germany can come into ours. We can go into her colonies and do business with French goods, and this is done, but French goods are not so suitable from their make, nor capable of being sold at a sufficient profit to make a big trade. But France throws few obstacles, if any, in the matter of plantation enterprise. Still, this enterprise, being so hampered by the dearth of good labor, is not at the present time highly remunerative in Africa. FOREIGN LABOR Several important authorities have advocated the importation of foreign labor into Africa. This seems to me to be a fatal error for several reasons. For one thing, experience has by now fully demonstrated that the West Coast climate is bad for men not native to it, whether those men be white, black, or yellow. The United Presbyterian Mission, who work in Old Calabar, was founded with the intention of inaugurating a mission which, after the white men had established it, was to be carried on by educated Christian blacks from Jamaica, where this mission had long been established and flourished. But it was found that these men, although primarily Africans, had by their deportation from Africa in the course, in some cases of only one generation, lost the power of resistance to the deadly malarial climate their forefathers possessed, and so the mission is now carried on by whites, not that these good people have a greater resistance to the fever than the Jamaica Christians, but because they are more devoted to the evangelization of the African, and what black assistance they receive comes, with the exception of Mrs. Fuller, from a few educated ethics of Calabar. The Congo Free State have imported as laborers both West Indian Negroes, principally Barbadians and Chinamen. In both cases the mortality has been terrible, more than the white mortality which competent authorities put down for the Congo at 